I really believe, there's no doubt about it, the Lord sent me again today. I'm here on purpose. Some of you are visiting, and uh, you were surprised when Pastor Jeff wasn't here, but you're here on purpose today. God's got a word from his heart for each one of you. Something good's about to happen in this place. You ready? Lord, we just bow our hearts to you. And Lord, I'm declaring something good has already happened to us as we worshiped you. Lord, something good is about to happen as the word of God is sown into our heart. Our lives are about to be changed. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, you may be seated. Let me say this bell choir brought back a memory. I was in the bell choir when I was about that age. I guess they heard me sing and they looked at me and said, can you do this? I said, yeah. They said, well, come here. We got something for you to do. And all they did was point at me, just do that. And so I was in the bell choir. So that brought back some good memories right there. I like that. How many were not here two, a couple of months ago when I was here preaching a message entitled, anybody remember the title? Peak to Peak. How many were not here when I preached that message? Peak to Peak. Go ahead and raise your hand. I'm not, I'm not getting on to you. I'm just wanting to see who's here that was not here when I preached that message. Because this is actually part two of that message. And let me just say, I have not personally preached this message publicly. Now, I preached it several times to myself. I go on prayer drives a lot. Get in my car and it becomes a sanctuary. And I go and I pray and I drive and I pray and I preach to myself. Now, when I say I preach to myself, I'm talking about I preach to myself. Probably harder than I preach publicly. I'm driving down the road and this word is just burning in my heart and I begin to preach it. And I mean, I'm, I got my fist pumping. I got my finger pointing. I'm driving down the road doing this right here, doing this right here. I don't know what people think about it, but I just know I'm having an encounter with God. And I preach this message. Now, when I usually preach, I'm not preaching at you just to give you a sermon, nice little message. I'm preaching for something that has been birthed in my heart. And this message has been birthed in my heart. And out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. And so I've been preaching this for several weeks since the last time I was here. I've been preaching this to myself. And it is in me. I'm telling you, it is deep in me. And uh, I want to lay this out for you today because I believe God has something for you. Now, let me just kind of quickly, for those of you who were not here, rehearse just a little bit about this message, peak to peak. I talked about being on a, now you're going to have to use your imagination. These ladders are not ladders, they're mountaintops, okay? So use your imagination with me. You're on a mountaintop with God. Boy, how many love mountaintop experiences? I love them. You're on the mountaintop with God. Everything is so good. There's a great anointing on your life. Every prayer gets answered. Everything's great. But something on the inside begins to gnaw at you and say, I think there's something more. And you want something more than what you have. And you say, God, is there something more? I want to go higher with you. And he says, okay. He said, take a peek 
over there and you take a peek and there's a mountaintop higher than the one you're on. And you say, Lord, I want to go there. He said, you want to go there? Yes, I want to go there. Well, what happens? He says, okay, you're going to have to come down from this mountain to get to that mountain. And your thoughts are, okay, I'll get come down this mountain. Man, I'll be right on over here to this mountain. God says, no, it doesn't work that way. To come down this mountain, you have to go into a what? A valley. Moses was on a mountaintop with God. I mean, he was face to face with God. Then it says Moses came down the mountain. What did he come down to? A bunch of rebellious people worshiping an idol God. He came into a valley. Elijah was on a mountaintop with 400 prophets of Baal. He defeated them on the mountaintop. Then it says he came down on the mountain. You know what he met in the valley? He became depressed, suicidal, and wanted to die. Happens in the valley sometimes. Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration. He met with Moses and Elijah. He was on a mountaintop and Peter and was there with him. And James and John were there. And Peter said, man, this is great. Lord, let's just stay on this mountain and build some tabernacles up here. He said, no, we got to go down. And it says, Jesus came down the mountain. And what did he encounter? A father's son who was demon-possessed and was trying to kill the little boy. That's what happens in the valley. Some of you have been on a mountaintop with God. And like Jesus was on a mountaintop, but one day he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. You've got to go through the wilderness to get to your next mountaintop with God. And some of you are still in the process of creating your testimony. I don't know about you, I've been working on testimony for quite some time now. You know what that's like? You want a testimony. Lord, I want a testimony. He says, okay. You got to go through a what? Test to get a testimony. Or as Joyce Meyer says, you only have the monies. <laughs> but to get a real good testimony that's going to glorify God and build you up, you've got to go through the test. Peter said, count it all joy. Don't, don't think it's strange when you go through a test. It's not a strange thing. It's a necessary thing. And some of you are right here. You're in the middle. I want to talk to you about faith for the middle. I mean, you're in the middle of getting to your next mountaintop. But here you are in the middle. And God says, there's some things while you're in the valley, I've got to work in you. And there's some things I've got to work out of you. I don't know about you, but those mountain uh, tops are good, but the valleys are where we really grow. But in the valley, let me tell you what happens. It's, it's a dry time. The Bible says there was a man who had some demons cast out of him, and those demons went to dry places seeking some place to rest. Demons are in these valleys. It's a place where you don't feel God, you don't sense God. You just wonder if he's even around, if he's listening to your prayers anymore. You're like Elijah, you get depressed sometimes. But God says, I want you to trust me while you're in that valley. I want you to apply what you learned on the mountaintop in my word, in the valley. I want you to trust me when you don't feel me, when you can't see me, when you can't seem to touch me. I want you to follow the Spirit even in 
the wilderness times. Now, there are a couple of reasons we end up in the valley or the wilderness. One is we end up there because we're led by the Spirit there, because He's taken us somewhere. Sometimes we end up in the valley because we made a left turn, we should have taken a right turn. Everybody have done that? You find yourself in a valley. It wasn't really God's will for you to be there right then, but you're there because of some mistake you made. I don't know how many valleys I've been in because of me. And I find myself in a valley because I made a mistake. But what you do when you find yourself in that valley and you realize I'm here because of a mistake I made, you confess that to God, God, I'm sorry, I messed up. And here I am. He says, okay, I forgive you. Now just follow me. I'm taking you somewhere. So regardless of why you're here, you're here. And God wants to take you to a higher place with him. Now there's a couple of things I want to get across to you today that I think is important. Two lessons I want for you, I want you to learn today. And if you get these two lessons, you're going to go a long way in getting closer to the mountaintop God is taking you to. The first lesson is this. Now, you see this little, this little ladder, a little step ladder. Kind of, it's a smaller mountain. Kind of looks like a mountain. And you come up to it and you think, oh, here's my mountain to climb. God said, no, that's not your mountain to climb. That mountain is in your way. There's a place I'm taking you, but that mountain is in your way. And you've got to do something with that mountain. What do you got to do to it? Look at Mark 11, 22. Would you look there with me? Mark chapter 11. And this, for some of you, may be a familiar passage of Scripture. But for some of you, it may not be. But I want it to become a familiar passage of Scripture to you. Mark eleven twenty two. We'll begin right there. Mark eleven twenty two, and Jesus answered and said to them, "Have faith in God." Or the better translation would be, "Have the faith of God. Have the God kind of faith." Now, while you're in this valley, God wants you to live and walk by faith. Faith is your confidence in what God said even though you don't feel him. In the valley, here's what you've got to do. You've got to say what God says to what God says is what you begin to see. Let me say that again. You've got to say what God says to what God says is what you begin to see. Because you're saying it by faith because you don't feel God, you don't sense God, you can't see God, but still the word of God is true, right? The word of God is true. The facts you may be facing in the valley, let me just say, truth overrides facts. In the valley you may be facing sickness, but the truth says what? By stripes I am healed. The facts may say that you've got a mountain of debt in front of you and you're in trouble. But the truth says, my God will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. There are facts you experience in the valley, but there's the truth that overrides those facts and it's found right here in the Word of God. Here's what you need to do when you come against that obstacle. Here it is in verse 23. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, whoever does what? Says. What's he going to say? He's going to say the Word of God to that mountain. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed... 
be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. He's what those things that he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. What happens in the valley? You come up on a mountain and doubt. It says when you do not doubt in your heart. Doubt, first of all, will come to your mind. And you'll have some doubts about whether you're going to get to that next place with God. But it says, don't let that doubt in your mind get into your heart. So you begin to speak the word of God to your mountain. I don't know what your mountain is that's in your way. It could be the mountain of fear, doubt, unbelief, unforgiveness. It could be the mountain of debt, despair. I don't know what your mountain is, but I know what God says, that we've got to speak to this mountain. And if we'll speak the word of God, stand on the word of God and believe the word of God, then this mountain that's in our way is going to be cast into the sea. Why the sea? Because it's the only place it can cover up a mountain. It'll be cast into the sea. And then we'll still be on our way till we come to another obstacle. They're everywhere in the valleys. They're always in our way. And we'll come to another one. And there's another lesson I want you to learn. Some mountains you will speak to. And the Holy Spirit is going to let you know what mountain you're coming to. Do I speak to this one? Or the second thing, the lesson I want you to learn. Or do I just simply stand still and see the salvation of God? Jehoshaphat was in trouble. The enemy was surrounding him. He did not know what to do. And he called. He says, anyone can tell us, what do we do? We're in trouble. We're surrounded by the enemy. More numerous than we. And the prophet spoke up. He said, Jehoshaphat, listen. Here's what the word of the Lord says. You just position yourself and stand still. And you're going to see the salvation of God. There are times we speak to the mountain Those other times we just stand in front of it and position ourselves in faith. Standing upon the word of God, believing God, and just stand still. And God himself is going to come and fight this battle for us. Moses was faced crossing of the great Red Sea and he didn't know what to do. The enemy was coming. God said, stand still, Moses. You're about to see my salvation. Oh, I love it when God just shows up. And he removes the mountain for me. Nothing I did. It was just God showed up. Remember last time I told you there were angels waiting to come and help you through this valley? Angels that have been created, the Bible says out of the book of Hebrews. Angels were created so they could minister to those of us that are heirs of salvation. Angels came after Jesus went through his garden of Gethsemane experience and they came and ministered to him after he went through that temptation experience with the devil. It says angels came and strengthened him. Angels are waiting to come to our aid. And God says, just stay, you just stand still. I've got this one. And I'm going to remove that mountain, that obstacle out of your way because I'm going to send my angels and they're going to come and to help you. Boy, I, I've got some angel stories. I, I think I probably told you the angel story that I had. I didn't know it was an angel story. 
till after it was all said and done, but I was in one of those kind of places. And when you're in one of those valley experiences, it seems like just everything just seems to fall apart. Well, one of these practical little things happened to me one day. It was about two o'clock in the morning. I just gotten off work back when I was in college. And, and I had a flat tire in a, not a good part of Dallas. And it was two o'clock in the morning. I had a flat tire and I got out and I tried to use my jack to jack up the car, but there was something wrong with the jack and I couldn't get I couldn't get it up. Man, I was in a mess. What am I going to do? It's 2 o'clock in the morning. It's dark out here. We didn't have cell phones back in that day. You could just call someone. I didn't know what. And all of a sudden, someone pulled up behind me. This little guy that was shorter than I was got out. He came over and said, what's the problem? I said, man, I've got a flat tire. I can't get the jacket. It won't go up. And he looked at me and said, I think you need to put this brick. And we found a brick. Put this brick underneath the jacket and that'll... Help. I said, well, how do we do that? He said, well, let me see if I can lift your car up. So he got over there and he went, lifted up. I put the brick underneath it, changed the tire, and we, I went on my way. Well, sometime later, I had another flat tire. So I got out and I had a friend of mine with me. I said, oh, it's no big deal. I said, my jack's messed up, but if we put this brick underneath it, we'll do it. Hey, he said, I had a guy did this. He just lifted up my car. I said, I'll do it. I'll lift it up. And you just put the brick under there. I went, oh, you. I said, come here and help me real quick. We'll kick the brick under. And he helped. We couldn't budge that car off the ground. And I began to think back. Could it have been I had an encounter with an angel unaware that God sent him to help me? I believe it was Jerry Savelle talks about uh, being out on the road one night coming in from Oklahoma with his family uh, many years ago. And he said, I was... Uh, on the highway, and it was a dark highway coming out of Oklahoma back to Texas. And he said, I ran over something in the highway, and I watched my gas tank go from full to empty in just a few minutes. And then the car stopped. He said, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm on the side of the road. And I don't know what to do. And all I could do is just pray, God, you got to help me. My, i got my wife and my children. I can't start walking. I can't leave them here. And what do I do? And he said, I... Heard a truck coming. And he said, I got my little flashlight out. And I went out in the street and flagged him down. And a man got out and says, what, what, what's the problem? He said, well, I told him what the problem was. And he said, oh, okay. He said, I, I, I know I've been sent here to, to help you. And he said he got a chain out of his truck and hooked his car up and took off to the next little town, that little exit. And pulled up to this gas station and took his keys out, unlocked it, and opened the bay doors and They pushed his car inside the bay door, and he fixed the gas leak, the tank that had got buzzed. He fixed it, repaired it. Then went out, pushed his car out to the gas tanks and filled filled his car up with gas and sent him on his way. And he wouldn't even take any money for it. And Jerry Savelle said, you know, we went on about our way. And about six weeks later, I was going back to that place in Oklahoma. I said, man, I'm going to go by, and I'm going to see that man. And I'm going to thank him again for what he did for me and my family. And he said he found, there was a little restaurant right next to the gas station. He said, I went to that uh, restaurant, drove up in there, and I said, man, tell me who man owns that gas station right next door. I've got to thank him. He helped my family. He said, what? He said, that man helped me out the, just, just a few weeks ago. He just helped me out. And I, he said, sir, that gas station hadn't been open in years. It's been abandoned. 
He said, no, 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 no. I remember the restaurant, the name of your restaurant here. And I remember that gas station. That man opened it up with his keys. He put, he said, sir, that, that gas station has been closed for years. The gas tanks haven't been working for many, many years. And then all of a sudden he realized the man that he had that encounter with might have been an angel. Or no doubt it was an angel sent from God to help him out. That's Angels are waiting to minister to us when we're in this valley because they want us to get to our next place with God. Angels. And it says we entertain angels unaware that's who they are. I need some help right now. We entertain angels unaware. And I'm telling you today, God knows where you're at. He has not lost sight of you. He knows the valleys you're in. He knows the obstacles you're facing. And for some, you've got to stand your ground and speak the word of faith. You've got to say what God says to what God says is what you begin to see. You've got to speak to your mouth. I'm waking up every morning. As I said, I've been preaching this message to myself. And I wake up every morning and I say, Lord, I see an obstacle in front of me. And I speak to it. I find scriptures that go along with that particular obstacle. And I say, Lord, here's what your word says. I know how I feel. I know what it seems like. But I know what your word says. And I speak your word to my obstacle. Mountain, I command you, be removed. Cast into the sea. I'm not going to let doubt get in my heart. It's floating around in my mind, but I'm not going to let it get in my heart. I'm going to believe your word. Now, God expects you to apply what you learned on the mountain in the valley. Pastor Jeff's ear is different than my ear. Excuse me. God expects you. When you're on the mountaintop, listen to this. When you're on the mountaintop, you've got to let your mouth fill your heart with words of faith. Man, just take it in. Soak it in. Don't say, oh, you know, i got to go to church again. Say, no, man, I'm going to church. I'm going to take in the word of God. And you let your mouth, you speak the word of God, and it fills your heart with his word. And then the next time you find yourself in a valley... Your heart that has been filled with the word of God will then begin to fill your mouth with the word of God. And words of faith will come out at you. Because words of faith is the only thing that can move obstacles out of your way. And so you've got to fill your, let your mouth fill your heart so your heart can fill your mouth. When you don't feel God, you don't see God, you can't seem to touch God. But you still have his word at your disposal. And you have his promises. And you say, Lord, I know, and I just don't feel this, but here's what your word says. And you speak to the enemy. Here's what God's word says. I know how I'm feeling right now. I know what the facts are saying. But here's what God says. And what God says overrides anything that I hear in my ear. That I see with my eyes. And today, I'm telling you, Remember that little illustration I used? Sometimes when we get to the place where we throw in the towel, 
Man, we're ready just to give up like Elijah did. And then all of a sudden, God throws a towel back to us and says what? Wipe your face. You're closer than you think. Listen, I know this. I'm closer than I think to my mountain being moved. There's times I've just stood still, said, God, I don't know what to do, but I know I can praise you. I know I can honor you. And I worship you, Lord, in this valley. I worship you, Lord. I don't, I don't feel it, but Lord, I'm worshiping because you're worthy of my worship and my praise. I'm going to stand here. I'm going to position myself in the place of prayer, in the place of praise. I'm going to position myself, and I'm going to trust you, Lord. And then he sends his angels, and he comes to our aid. He says, I'll take care of this one for you. And then we find ourselves closer to the mountain. Oh, I'm close. I'm close. God's been showing me even this week, you're close. You're close. Job 5. And let me just throw this out for free. Job 5. I think it's about verse 8. Said our God, out of the message Bible, says our God does marvels. And he's full of surprises that don't end. We're coming upon Christmas time. And a lot of kids and adults are be waking up on Christmas morning, waiting on a surprise. But I want to tell you, our God is full of surprises. They never end. Marvelous works, unsearchable things. And God is ready, looking to and fro upon the earth, to show himself strong in behalf of those who just trust him, whose hearts are loyal to him, loyal to his word. And so here today, let me just say, You're closer than you think. I don't want you to end this year where you are. I don't want you going backwards. I want you moving closer to your mountain that you're going to climb and have an experience with God. It it may happen before this year is over with. Don't give up on 2018 yet. It may happen as you move into 2019. But I'm telling you, God has promised us and he's promised me and he's promised each one of you that he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He knows what's going on in your life. And he's just saying, will they trust me? Will they praise me? Will they believe me? Will they believe my word? That's my question I ask you today. I prayed for you. Jesus said, Peter, Satan desired to sift you like wheat. But I prayed for you that your, what? Faith would not fail. That your faith would not fail. And what is faith? Faith is simply our confidence in his word. I prayed for you that your faith won't fail you now. That you're going to get through this You're going to get to the other side of it. Next time I come, you're going to tell me about the mountain you're on top with God. I want to pray for you. I want to pray that some of you that just thinking about throwing in the towel, listen to me. God brought you here today. Say, just trust me. Don't throw in the towel. 
God's going to throw it right back at you because you're closer than you think. Father, I thank you for those that are in this service right here, Lord. I, you knew who everyone was going to be. Lord, you know where every person is right now in their relationship with you. Lord, you know the valleys they're in, the difficulties they're experiencing right now. Lord, you hadn't forgotten about them. Lord, there's a test of faith going on. There's a purifying going on. And Lord, you're about to manifest your glory, your surprises, in ways we've never dreamed of. Someone's going through a difficulty, especially in this season right now. Because maybe this is the first Christmas that you're going to experience when someone that was here last Christmas is no longer here. And it brings you into a dark place sometimes. But the Lord wants to turn that around. And He wants to heal your broken heart. He wants to comfort you as you go through this morning process. If that's you, would you just lift your hand right now to the Lord? That's me. I'm just going through a difficult time because of a lost loved one. They're no longer here. Their hands across this sanctuary. Lord, I pray for those that are struggling right now. They're in a valley this season of the year. It's supposed to be a happy time, a merry time, but they just can't seem to find that joy. Lord, today I pray that you would take them from where they are to where you want them to be in the comfort of your arms. Lord, in the healing of their broken heart. Do it right now, Lord. Let this day begin a day of great joy and great peace. If you're in a valley, just in a difficult place, would you just let me pray for you right where you are? I'm just in a difficult place. I'm in that in-between. I'm in that testimony time. I need faith right now for the middle. Would you lift up your hands? That's me. I need faith for the middle. Right here, all over. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I declare there's faith for the middle. Lord, we're in the middle of our wilderness experience. And Lord, I declare there's faith being released here today. You've given all of us a measure of faith. And Lord, we speak to that faith to rise up right now. And Lord, we're going to speak to our mountain. There are times we're just simply going to position ourselves and stand still. And you're going to take care of the mountain. 
But Lord, we're moving forward. We're not going backwards. And Lord, may it be for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God is good. Two lessons I want you to remember. Speak to your mountain. Use the faith that God's given you. Other times, what? Just stand still. See the salvation of God. Angels are waiting to come to your aid. Sometimes as God says, not yet. I got something I'm doing in them. But other times they'll say, go now. And they'll come to your aid. Don't you just love him? Wow. Just love him. Let me just say, if you're not a member of any church body of believers, the best thing you can do before this year's over with is get connected to a body of believers. Because I've been in the church all of my life. But in recent years, I've realized how important we are to each other. That we're better together. That we can't do this alone. We need each other. And I'm going to say something about Turning Point Church. This is a great family to be a part of. It's a great family. And if you're not a part of a church family, I encourage you. Boy, you need to say yes to this congregation. Pastor Jeff is a great pastor. Cynthia, his wife, first lady of this house, is going to be a great pastor's wife. You're going to be loved. You're going to be cared for. So I urge you, don't put it off. Do it now. And so, if that's you, you're visiting today. I, 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 the prayer team's going to be up here in the altar. I'll stay in this altar for a little while. If you just need prayer, we'll be here to pray with you. If you're, you don't have a church home, you say, man, I want to, boy, I want you to pray with me about becoming a part of this congregation. Come meet one of our prayer team right here in this altar. And they'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. Let's just see what God. Let's stand together. I'm going to ask the prayer team that's here. I know we've got some prayer warriors in the house. Come and stand here with me. If you need further prayer about being in this valley, you want to come into agreement with someone, come down this way. Let's pray together. If you're not a member of a church or if you've never met Jesus, you've never opened up your heart to Him, this is the time to do it. Say yes to Jesus today. Father, we say yes to you. You're a good God, a good Father. Jesus, you're a great Savior. Lord, let someone that's here today that doesn't know you come to know you today. Lord, we pray great blessings upon your people. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. Can we shout on the count of three? Can we shout Merry Christmas? I love this time of the year. I really do love it. And uh, But let's shout it because it is a Merry Christ Christmas. really is. All right, you ready to shout it? Merry Christmas? Do it. One, two, three.